Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of The Holy Hour, the All Cure podcast. This is Gavin, and um, we have a wonderful new episode for you here. Donald is back at the helm on this one with another remote broadcast. This time he's coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland with his friend Chris. Chris is his buddy, musical compadre, soon-to-be therapist probably. Um, they, they had a lot to talk about in this episode, so they cover a lot of ground, and I tried to wrangle it all in for the best of it for you. They, they cover Chris's introduction to The Cure, which bandmates could slug it out the best. I will warn you, if you're a fan of Friday I'm in Love or the later years of The Cure, you might want to do some stretches before listening to this episode. But I won't spoil it any further. Without further ado, Donald and Chris on the Holy Hour. All right, we're back for another episode of a remote Holy Hour. And I'm here with my good friend Chris. He's not lying. Hi, Chris. Yeah, how you doing? Good, man. Um, so we're up in Baltimore in the basement, which is always awesome. Basements mm-hmm. are the best. Yeah. And um, It's finished, by the way. <laughs> with wood. Yeah, nice wood, wood paneling. Walls. Which always makes it cozy. Good w- things. Wood is warm. <laughs> it is. So are basements. Yeah. And good things always happen in basements mm-hmm. or traumatic things like. Yeah. Uh, usually um, when people are dismembered. Molested. Molested. Um, any clandestine activity pretty much goes mm-hmm. on in the basement. Um, Writing songs. Be it good or bad. So, you know, it, this is going to be a little <laughs> bit of both. It's going to be good <laughs> and so it's going to uh, be bad. So, uh. Uh, lace up your boots. Hopefully and, uh, more, you know. Um, sit back and relax. Yeah. Hopefully more, <laughs> you know, feeling up <laughs> the girl you like as opposed to dismembering the <laughs> child you abducted. Or that stray uncle. Yeah. <laughs> or you just call him an uncle. He, he lives Lol. at the basketball court. You know. But, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. but <laughs> that's this. <laughs> it's a good intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris, so we've uh, we played music a lot together. Yeah, I'll bet. Hung out, mm. talked lots of shit. Oh sure. Listen, lots of music. That too. So um, it's kind of why we're talking because I think um, I think you're slightly intelligent, but you know a lot about music. I know a lot about people who play music and music records. I don't know a lot about <laughs> music records. pentatonic, yes. mixolydian, be clear. resolving on the tonic, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Doolian. That's a thing, too. Doolian is a, is a music thing. Is that a scale? Or yeah, something? like F sharp Doolian and F sharp uh, like mixolydian. I knew this guy Doolian. Yeah, I think they just kind of... It would be super pretentious, like a Prince thing, to kind of like name your kids after scales. <laughs> this is like child Dooley. Yeah, like <laughs> Mixolydian Nelson and uh, <laughs> Dooley and Gene. <laughs> There's bass clef. Yeah. Clef palette. Quarter note Jenkins. <laughs> Quarter note Jenkins. <laughs> As you were saying. <laughs> That's my friend Coda. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I guarantee there's some kid named Coda somewhere wearing sandals. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but um, so. a room full of ovation acoustic guitars. <laughs> Ow. Hey, let's pack it in a Subaru, yeah. Coda. We're going to yeah. the show. <laughs> Put all the uh, ovations in the Impreza. 
bum rush the coffee house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Yep. But, um... <laughs> So what's some of your backstory? You grew up in uh, in New Jersey. Yes, I grew up on the Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. right across the bridge from where they film the show of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hold that against you. No, it's a uh, very very pop overpopulated suburb mm-hmm. uh, on the Jersey Shore, and uh, you kind of had to deal with many different personalities was- and uh, many different kind of people. So there was diversity and that there were people from northern italy southern italy sicily <laughs> um you know just all, all sorts of people you know it takes all kinds to make a world all shaped the, like a boot <laughs> i know you're talking a boot mm-hmm. but um oh sure <laughs> so you grew up there um with the high school there and all that yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're kind of equidistant between New York and Philadelphia, so we, you know, about an hour and change from each. So we were lucky to have uh, good radio stations, WPRB yeah. out of Princeton, um, WSOU, Pirate Radio Seton Hall. Um, Those colleges? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Princeton's a college. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. I have my GD, man. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, you learn something new every day. And um, what? WFMU, the uh, the uh, mm-hmm. independent station up in East Orange. It's a classic. Yeah. It's so we one. had lots of. Um, they played all those radio stations. Played like eclectic. Yeah. So you could stuff. you could flip around the dial and come across weird crap. And uh, yeah, you know, luckily it influenced uh, me and other like-minded idiots in my town. That's pretty lucky, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in an area where there was fucking nothing, like, on the radio. Um. Yeah. Uh, two tapes. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stones Hot Rocks, which is, like, the best of, which I love. My parents had the, yeah. the LP that I wore out, and I wanted the tape because I got a tape player, too. Is that the and one with, like, the faded heads on? Yeah, yeah, cover? exactly. Right on. And I got Nucleus, which is, uh, you know, jam on it. <laughs> and I only listened to I to this day I haven't listened to the rest of that tape. It's right up there in this basement. It's uh, never nucleus, made it past. jam on it. I never listen to any other song. Is it the one they play at weddings? Where it's like jam on it. Jam on. They play that at weddings? I don't know. I'm asking Those like cool weddings you're going to. Like, <laughs> jam on it. Jam on it. I said jam jam on it. And the mm-hmm. night turns to day and day turns to night and jam I don't hear you say. Mm-hmm. I'm Cosmo D from outer space. <laughs> I can do this whole. <laughs> but you didn't come here for that. <laughs> I went to game to talk about the cure. Yeah, and here we are talking about nucleus, which is also important. And they're not unrelated in the fact that they both record music. And it's what, um, it's kind of what led up to, uh, you discovering the cure. Like it was a natural progression. So how old were you when you, uh? It was right around that time, actually. It was right around when I was about seven, second so, grade. So, like, Faith... Oh, no, like, 17 Seconds came out? And I had a babysitter were... named Karen. <laughs> He's 60. Who uh, came over, <laughs> and she had the uh, single of, um, you know, uh, Standing on the Beach. Nice. Is it Standing on the Beach or Killing an Arab? Because I should really know this Cause, stuff because I'm on a Cure podcast. Because Standing on the Beach is like the cassette with right. all the singles on it. Right. But like, you know, the song about the, uh, so the, she just the had Camus the, or Satra or whatever that dude. Yeah, Killing is. an Arab. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So she had the single of that? Yeah, she had like the 45. And what? we were playing it on the record player. Who the fuck is this chick? She was my friend's older sister. So she was like about five or six years older than us. So she was like 12 or 13, and I was, uh, you know, seven. I think that math works out. Yeah. But uh, she came over, and I'd only heard my parents, uh, you know, Rolling Stones, Beatles, American mm-hmm. Graffiti soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, records and (laughs) she put this on (laughs) and i was shocked that someone thought it was a good idea to record this i didn't think you were allowed to make music that basic and like that 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 really tinny uh Mm -hmm. uh symbol yeah (laughs) i thought it sounded like it was recorded in somebody's garage and i'm like this I thought to be on a record, you needed to be like a superstar and like yeah. you needed to be like, and this Some kind Billy of was Joel. my first, yeah, this was my first introduction that like you, you can kind of like, be hey. any idiot and make a record. And then it was kind of, uh, yeah. you know, opened up a world of, of, uh, you know, where you didn't have to, uh, sound like, um, didn't have to have a uh, George Martin production in order to press a uh press a record so is the cure like the punkiest thing the punkiest thing you heard at that point or yeah and that was back when um you know the pre-trench coat mafia all the um <laughs> all the alternative kids for lack of a better term yeah. wore trench coats um mm-hmm. with little buttons on them and you know it would always be you know the cure the smiths sometimes joy division sometimes yeah. that house Always U2. Keep in mind, back in the day, like 82, 83, U2 was like underground stuff. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was not, It was, you know, uh, with or without you. It was It was before that. Um, all those kids, like U2 was some underground stuff. And uh, I always liked, I liked uh, I Will Follow. But then I like, you know. Yeah. Then you make a lot of dumb shit, though. So. Yeah, I mean, but that's, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But that's my introduction to The Cure was, um, but that was yeah, really like your Karen, name. I will not say her last name. Um, but that was but the punkiest shit that you heard at that, that point. That was my introduction to you don't have to really know what you're doing, even though they that's did. That's interesting. Uh, you don't really have to know what you're doing. You never heard like the Ramones or... No, I had no older you? siblings, and this was why I needed guidance. Because How old were you at that point? Seven. So this oh. was nineteen. Oh, you're like five. I thought you were like you're, you were no, seven. No, no, I was seven. It was nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> so. But what a dope um, being exposed to that at seven. Yeah, Damn. and it was almost that's, that's it was a, almost frightening because there's like you know it's first. that little uh, noodly guitar part that's kind of haunting and like that. Uh, yeah, the, it really creeped me out at the end with the descending bass line. Of oh yeah. Oh, that's right for a young mind too. Hearing that, like just running, like a, that, running a goth scale, like it ends you know? with a little like a time, like, yeah. and that creeped me out as a kid. Oh fuck yeah, that's perfect for a child. I was an easily scared child. I was also scared by um, the Del Shannon song "Runaway." The uh, keyboard um, oh, yeah. solo was terrifying to me because it was on American Graffiti soundtrack, which yeah. was one of my you know albums I listened to as like a five year old. Uh, it has that timber to it. That's yeah, like, that that yeah. It's so creepy. It's it like is. that uh, you know, like uh, it's like one of those um, 
like what the Misfits tried to do with uh, <laughs> like She and um, Cool most, Cough. Most of their songs. No, no, no. Those old organ <laughs> yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, like She and Cool Cough and uh, and that. So um, yeah, it, it frightened me and fascinated me and um, opened me up to a whole new world of uh, of music. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the cure. At seven. At seven. Did um was it something that stuck with you? Um like not just the uh No the cure themselves. Like did they stay with you? But two part did. did 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 that eeriness or that you know, did that baseline stick with you and it did get you but in a different I was direction? not allowed to like it. I had to like there'll be no cure in this house. It was not that at all because (laughs) I was into. I just outwardly, outwardly, I was into rap and metal. Oh, and growing up in that era, I I was born in 1975. The Cure was for girls and kids that were of questionable boys of of questionable sexuality. And I was out and proud about liking the Cure. Yeah. So. See, I mean, you you had you were secure enough in your masculinity to like the cure. Uh, I mean, you were taking a big secure step. Secure is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you were you were taking a big leap if you openly yeah. um, endorsed, which the, was they, uh, in mean, hindsight stupid because all the kids that def- were into it had their pick of the litter as far as all the. Um, the little goth girls. So had I, yeah. had it been less of an idiot, I probably, um, you know, would have uh, been knee deep in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, you know, that sounds gross. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about sixth grade pussy. Eighth grade tits. Eighth grade tits is a little bit more acceptable than sixth grade <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have to qualify that, but. Um, but um, in case anybody no, is wondering, you're absolutely right. If you if you if you skewed a little differently, because you you opened yourself up into uh, like a whole broader um, world. It was I I there was a bunch of stuff Just that I would on, secretly uh, listen to. I would never yeah. wear as a kid. I would never wear a Cure shirt or openly buy. Um, a Cure record, but I would always watch, uh, you know, 120 minutes. Yeah, and would kind of, you know, everything I saw by them would was fascinating. But I was kind of scared to be a fan because, you know, I had to uh, maintain this image with all, you know, you know, metal and rap friends. You know, where Your I could street hockey. Buds. Yeah, street uh, street hockey. Bring the uh, bring the Emerson boombox out and mm-hmm. uh, listen to Anthrax spreading the disease. And there's and there's kind of nothing wrong with that too. Not at all. Like cause I did the same shit. Like but, I, I I I didn't hide it, like you did. But yeah, tons yeah. of my friends it was just like, yeah, we're gonna listen to an, uh, Anthrax and like jump off a quarter pipe. But I was I was <laughs> you know <laughs> at, at the time as a as a you know you have to do that as a child in New right, Jersey. It happens. It, uh, <laughs> it happens. Like a bunch of uh, a bunch of mooks in jams and a Freddy Krueger shirt <laughs> um, resonated more with me than um, you know a guy in a in a uh, 
in a baggy um, button-up. And um, although top. the high tops were a saving <laughs> grace, that's kind of I. You that's know, a shared. One of my like, you know, the, you know when you had like fake girlfriends in like fifth and sixth grade. No. One of the yeah, <laughs> fake. Uh, I hit a mix of my key records. You know when you have that girl you hide in the hedge outside her house with a pair of binoculars. Um, Listen to the know, They always had that. <laughs> The, the the ubiquitous poster was the Boys Don't Cry poster where he's got his guitar on and he's facing away. But he's yeah. got a big old pair of like Etonic, you know, uh, like Voight pony high tops on. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can, I can, you know, I can relate to that because I got my, my Jordans. And uh, you know my red and blacks. Did you pull? Did you pull the uh, tongue of your shoe out? Oh just a God! Little, yeah. Just a little bit. Just to, just to show. Yeah, it was it was wagging like just a like Robert Smith. It was wagging like a golden retriever. <laughs> it was just yeah, just just out there. And I, I respected him for that because he didn't go for like the Peter um, Murphy ballet shoes, which in yeah. retrospect are dope as hell. I mean, like if I could get ballet shoes mm-hmm. that fit. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Ballet I, shoes are great. Yeah. Although really? they're cut really close to the toe, mm-hmm. and it would kind of, um, so I'd have to shave my foot. But I'm prepared to do that because, you know. Dedication. But there's a lot of things, and this, I hope everyone realizes and I, that. The ballet shoe, let me interject. No, no, go ahead. Is, is, uh, is often forgotten of, like, the whole goth side of shit. Yeah. That, that's, like, there's, there's a whole blousey, mm-hmm. um... You know, which The Cure did. But Robert Go Smith through some fucked the trend with that. Phases. Let's get to the fashion of The Cure. He was not a clothes horse. He was not um, He was not a fashion icon. I think he just walked in and was like, I want five of those oversized button-ups. Yeah, I think he was He was a lazy dresser, which I can yeah. relate to. It's he was not a clothes horse. He was not, um, you know, uh, uh, a dandy. <laughs> he was not a no. And nor was, uh, nor was Simon. Mm-mm. I mean, Simon was like a rough, he was a he was a rough boy. boy. He was dope. Back in the day when he had his leather. He was oh, so skinny. He looked good in like, like little skinny jeans and some boots and yeah, shit. Yeah, the cuffed- Like a uh, high-waisted leather jacket, mm-hmm, which made Levi's. him look even taller and longer. Yeah, cuffed Levi's and yeah. uh, some docks. And, you know, he would he looked like almost like a football hooligan. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I really didn't- I took it for granted that, like, because he was singing- uh, you know, femininely that this was like not tough music, but yeah. you know, Simon Gallup could really beat the crap out of six year old, uh, sixth grade me. Oh God, yeah. And and forty year old me. No, I I think I could hold my own, but ultimately, um, he wears boots, man. They're probably yeah. I, I think he could take like me a, a swift kick, fight wise. And that uh, he has reach on you. Um, he's who, a lanky dude. Who in the Cure could do you think uh, over the years <laughs> could you beat up? And this is this is a loaded question. Are you talking about like from which era? Yeah, any any era, any age, but like square up fight. You know, like no one soccer punches. You That's just, a good question. Yeah, because you know, I, I I think you know the easy answer would be you know poor old Thompson, or or Lowell, but mm-hmm. I think these are kids who grew growing up in England no. really had to learn how to defend themselves as straight up poofs. You yeah. know, and would probably Lowell, I think, would fuck you up. Right, and he's drunk too. He's drunk. He's angry. He's, uh, you know, isn't he kind of like borderline? You know, he stalked Robert Smith for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could really. He know, just put out a book of like about Robert Smith and him. What like talking talking shit on him? No, about their relationship. Oh, because I thought it was which ac- I think acrimonious. They, which I think they rekindled. Okay. Oh well, because Lowell's been off the sauce. Oh, oh, was that he was a bad drunk? It was kind of like uh, was Lola bad drunk? 
Pete Willis in um, Def Leppard. <laughs> he was the Pete Willis um, in Def Leppard, because I'm sure everyone listening to a Cure podcast knows <laughs> the original uh, rhythm guitar player of uh, Def Leppard. Was he a boozer? Was Pete Willis. Was a little, uh, a little guy who drank too much, and he got a little fighty, and uh, eventually they kicked him out and replaced him with Phil Collin, who How was long? in a band called Girl, who was really good. I mean, we can... I mean, go on with more facts. That's fun. Okay. Uh, facts about Def Leppard? <laughs> I think you could prattle on for hours, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> getting back to who you, if you had to beat up in a, uh, who of the cure could, do you think you could beat up? I mean, you did it. Um, well, I'll answer the question, but then I want you to answer it. Um, probably beat up Robert. Mm. Um, Perry, I could probably beat up. Mm little sketchy. You might have a knife. Um, Pearl or Pearl. No, see. I uh, think. Let me answer. Okay, go ahead. He would, she would fuck me up, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Scratching and biting. Because I, and uh, I don't know. I think Simon would kick my ass. Yeah. I think Lil would probably fuck me up a bit. Yeah. He'd get some rib shots in. Um, Robert would beat up. But um, yeah, like you're saying, it's like because they did grow up, um, you know, they're kind of weird guys. Yeah, South and the, South London, right? Or West Southwest London. Being weird in that time in England, like oh god, they they were fucked with nonstop. You're subjected to uh, yeah, like lots you, of drunken boot boys. Yep. So they had to learn how to handle themselves on the streets. Of, did you uh, think? You, do you think you could take any of them? No, and that was going to be my answer. Is oh. I can't beat up anyone. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I think I could beat some up. Uh, maybe. Yeah, because uh, you never see Robert Smith without the guitar, except in videos. So you don't really know yeah. how you can hand how we can handle. I mean, themselves. he wears baggy clothes. I mean, he, he could be ripped under those. Uh, and but ripped <laughs> doesn't mean anything. It's how like wily and scrappy you are. I know. Because there's if you if you know the the in orange video, <clears throat> the live uh, live video. Where France, he throws his wig into the crowd. No, no, that's he comes out and uh, Simon rips the the uh, long hair wig off. And everyone's like, hey, it's Billy oh, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel Armstrong from, uh, from Green Day <laughs> with his little uh, his little spiky cut. But at the end, he does, I forget which the song, 90s. but he does a song guitarless, and he kind of really doesn't know how to move without the guitar on him. Yeah. He's not exactly comfortable about. He's like yet. swaying his arms. Yeah, uh, I think it's... Uh, might be in between days that he does. Uh, I could be wrong. In fact, I know I'm wrong. But, um, you know, they had the camera following him around. It kind of ruined the video because In Orange is one of the yeah. best um, live videos, uh, live concert videos. It really my is. Money. Like, yeah. And they never put it out on fucking DVD, which I no. never understand. I have the VHS. Yeah. And you, I don't think it's on Do YouTube. Do you watch it on a combo? No, I have a separate v, uh, VCR. So low rent. Yeah. So, because um, I have a lot of, a lot of, when, you know, I'm 40 years old. I have a lot of VHSs. I still have a VHS player. Yeah, you need it. I mean, I'm not going to get rid of all them. Mm. Like scrap a friggin', you know, format. Did Plus, you? Did you? Um, a throwback to something we talked about earlier. Did you um, tape a lot of like music videos off of like 120 oh, God, minutes yeah. and Alternative Nation and stuff? Because um, after uh, Alternative Nation, uh, not Alternative, after 120 minutes was Young Ones. 
Mm-hmm. So I had to tape the young ones. So I had to, you know, for better you, or for worse. You had shit loaded and ready to go. Yeah, I would sit through um, 120 minutes. Yeah. And you know, secretly tape, you know, unbeknownst to my uh, metal and rap friends, mm-hmm. you know, tape <laughs> Cure videos, tape, life. tape Depeche Mode videos. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, m- back in the day, Ministry. You know, with Sympathy Era Ministry. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, and that and that all uh, kind of exposed me to that. And then, um, of course, once you get older and start, uh, you know, I had the, um, you know, kind of the uh, the surfer haircut that everyone had at the time, where it's uh-huh. like half shaved and the and the blonde over one eye. Which kind of made me attractive to all the Cure Smith Depeche Mode girls. You you could so, slap that shit uh, slap that shit up into a pompadour in minutes. It's you know not so much that it's the uh, it's I, more, I know you're saying <laughs> it's more uh, 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 you know Brad Anderson from Suede kind of thing mm-hmm. like you know like a little bit androgynous like yeah. I'm trying to be tough but I really I'm not I I totally had the same uh, hairdo for a while yeah I think everyone and and it's coming back around and I see people with it and it's uh, I do it now just mine starts like by my ear yeah it would be my you you'd look like uh, like a surfing R crumb. Yeah, like, like I know. have to comb it completely forward to go over my eye. It would be actually, you know, kind of performance art. <laughs> what did you try. say, a Kelly Slater Arkham? Yeah, like a yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, I just pictured Arkham with a swooping mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like over Oh well like one long side of the mustache. That needs to be done. That's, I don't think anyone's really they say it's all been done before. That's I don't the think fucking evolution of that haircut, man. Yeah. If you want to be ironic, fuck a mustache. A mustache with a fucking swoop. Yeah. One side, shave one side of the uh mm-hmm. of the nasal labial trough. Um but uh <laughs> you know, so all I didn't look like a metal kid. No. Um so I went out, you know, went You're not out. a tough looking guy. No, not at all. Um you know, I went out, you know, seventh grade dating style with uh-huh. all the Cure Smith Depeche Mode girls. Right. And so, by proxy, I you had to listen. The, I had to listen to all the goth all that girls? Stuff. Yes. Oh, so you secretly listened to all this stuff. Yes. But then you outwardly dated all these, like, right. goth girls. And, and pretended not to like it and pretended to be like, this is for, you know, this is for fairies and blah, 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 blah. You know, because Would I didn't want to Would you, like, keep be... these girls secret, too? No, no, no. You were, like, out and proud all, with them. Yeah. Cause, That's interesting. Because they were, um, you know, it, it was a girl. Like, who the hell cares what she listened to? It, mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I mean that, that sounds Dude. bad. That sounds bad. That sounds the Holy bad. Hour does not endorse it. No, 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 no. That sounds... I mean, the Holy Hour for like, the LGBT community. No, and, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, okay, in continue. that, when you're in seventh grade, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, having a girl that will talk to you, yeah. you know, even if she listened to... Um, she you know, to dogs farting on a, like a single. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be like, that would be meta. That would be really, um, you know, um, that would be like some psychic TV type shit. You mm-hmm. know, like you'd be you'd be above and beyond. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you you know, it was more just that's what girls listen to because the girls mm-hmm. that listen to, you know, Bon Jovi and stuff, I didn't really have much in common and with. And you were surrounded by those broads. Yeah, and they all went out with the older looking, more prepubescent. The like, 20 the, year olds? Yeah, the, those, <laughs> those kids who, who looked like they were 20 when they were 12. Yeah. And, you know, those, just that's a lot who of, all the metal chicks That's a lot of New with. Jersey. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Then that's, you know, the, the kids that like... Uh, Is that kid 12 or 20? Yeah. So... He's know. driving. <laughs> yeah, so drinking a beer. So I was, I, I kind of looked like one of the one of the Cure kids, but you know, wearing like. And you uh, didn't want to. I didn't want to, but it was the like the default style, um, and uh, I, I, you know, secretly would. Well, I secretly yeah. listened to like. There's nothing I didn't. That happens. That's. A, I know. think that happens to. A, a, that's part of growing up and becoming an adult and well and here's where everyone kind of goes to that period a bit you think yeah well and it, it, when you're a kid we kind of hide what you're into that's and, the thing you know people say oh it's a guilty pleasure when you're a kid it's a guilty pleasure now if you're an adult and you say oh that's a guilty pleasure yeah by you know <laughs> the opposite on the opposite spectrum, you ha- would have then have to have proud pleasures. If you have a proud <laughs> pleasure, what kind of douchebag does that say about you? Like, oh, I'm very proud to like, uh, you know. Um, and I always feel like it's racist that say they're, they're that they're proud that they like shit. Well, it's well like, no one. Says, I ain't afraid, man. I I like this. No, well, that yeah, no, you know? but no, no, no. People say that like country, like oh, I'm you know, I like I ain't afraid. Twain. I'm proud, I, I like Shania Twain. But um. No, it's more not like that. It's more if you have like guilty pleasures. On the other side, like oh, I'm very proud to listen to, um, you know, Eno's uh, uh, ambient so stuff. Yeah, but no one says that. No one says I'm proud to listen to. That's uh, ridiculous. Philip Glass. You know, I'm very oh. proud. To li- but people say oh, I have no idea. Yeah, oh, but I'm proud that well, I listen no one, to. It would oh, actually, you're so brave. It would actually be pr- refreshing to say oh. that. But but no one has any problem saying oh, Millie Vanilli is a guilty pleasure. When you know, I'm gonna stop saying guilty pleasure about yeah, shit. guilty like, pleasure is stupid. Yeah, because either it's a pleasure or it's not. Don't be guilty about it. Yeah, Millie Vanilli was great. Like the production was amazing on that. Like CNC Music Factory, Sevillas and Cole, are amazing fucking. And this producers. is the second time CC and the Music Factory has CC come up. CC and the Music Factory uh, has come up on the Holy Hour podcast. CC Deville and the Chocolate Factory. But the fucking Music Factory, holy fuck. I see but, what you're saying. But I'm just saying there's no, don't have guilty pleasures guilty. because then by, by um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the other side of the coin, you have to have proud pleasures and that's stupid. So like what you like, mm-hmm. but seventh grade me didn't know that. So uh, yeah. I had to keep the cure secret and I had, um, what's the greatest Shh. hit joint? The standing on the beach or whatever? Yeah, I had the one with the old guy on it. Yeah. I had recorded that off... Uh, uh, off of a girlfriend of mine, so I had it on a um, dub cassette, and I wasn't brave enough to delve into whole albums, mm-hmm. so I just had um, the greatest hits. Which that's that's the perfect thing to have, though. That, that yeah, has everything. But I really, it wasn't till later where I dug deeper and was like, oh, okay, yeah. because you know there was catchy stuff there, and but imagine if you got like the top, just that whole record is like your first record, like. Yeah, that would blow. But I also think there are records that are different, uh, appropriate yeah. for different times. You know, there are times yeah. when pornography, I'd be like, "What the crap is this?" And other times where I'd what be the like, crap? "Yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, <laughs> now probably pornography is my favorite record. No, Head on the Door or pornography. Wow, kinda, those kinda, are two big different. Uh, Head on the Door is all. There's no song you can't tap your foot to or or hum along to it's all catchy it's solid it's all radio friendly unit shifters it is. 
um pornography appeals more to the like you know um sit in the warm tub with a yeah. with a nice sharp razor blade Oh yeah, because it doesn't oh. matter if we all die. <laughs> Does it? It starts the album off. It sets the tone right there. It doesn't matter if we all die. That's a strong opening. It's a strong opening, and um, it, it sets the tone for the record, which yeah. really, um, mood-wise, uh, is is consistent and um, and really from start to finish is might be their most. Uh, uh, mood consistent album where there's no you know love cats or something like where uh, you know you but there's an era where i think a lot of the early records are mood but there's an it, it just stops yeah and just or like the mood we just don't understand or get yeah, the 17 seconds faith pornography all solid mood records yeah but i think pornography kind of um you know, it, it articulates it a little bit more, and um, mm-hmm. it's, it's an intense. It's, it's a less, very heavy-handed mood. It's lev. It's less sparse than the than the previous yeah. two. It's more lush. There's more. It's it borders on shoegaze sometimes. It borders yeah. on. Um, I don't know. It, it's darker to me. It's, it is so. It's um, more frantic to me. Yeah. It, it's 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 it embodies um, just like uh, you know. A, a bad trip. Yeah. So, uh, cause you know. they were, I, from what I've read, were doing lots of LSD at the time. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know if it it's confirmed like or not. Allegedly. Allegedly. They've been doing some LSD and, uh, yeah, but, because apparently, and, and you can probably confirm this, um, with a Googling. Uh, no, no, no. You can confirm this better than me. Cause like everyone thinks that it's like more, um, you know, oh, heroin, you know, because heroin face and blah, 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 that it was really like a lot of junk, but apparently yeah. it was more, uh, you know, more, more more booze and uh, booze and acid. Yeah, because I think, I mean, you talk about mood and, um, you know, and I think uh, with faith, it's a very mood setting. Uh, it's a very uh, set mood with the record, but it's not as abrasive. Oh no! But there is like shoegazy elements, but I think it's more done with like, like more subtle lush textures, you know. But it's in that same wheelhouse, um, as pornography, you know. But pornography is just heavy. No, it's it's it doesn't pull any punches as far as, you know, the fourteen-year-old kid who feels alienated and is lying on his bed and no one understands him and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah blah. That's, you know, if you want to encapsulate that feeling, that's pornography. Yeah. That's what you put on. It's like over the top, you know, like I said, doesn't matter if we all die, you know, like that. I know. Every, it's, it's every, like, every we, like loner kid can like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Who and smokes it, clove cigarettes and, uh, and how are you supposed drinks to take- vermouth and reads Camus <laughs> and, you know. And how are you supposed to take a record, you know, like some records like kind of ease you into like you have to figure out what the whole record's about and the mood of it and the feel but it's like it kind of comes out pretty immediately with the bold it doesn't matter if we all die it's like it's like it's kind of what it is yeah and that you know that just eerie like it's like Uh, hypnotic and also before me um 
do, has there been as much singing of 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 parts? Um, no, it happens often. Okay, good. All right. Okay. I, I just probably do it more poorly <laughs> and out of tune than the rest of your uh, than your normal cast. I I think I sang a little Echo and the Bunny Man on the last one. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so you're probably not going to want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that 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 um, I'm always down. For you know the mirror, 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 that, yeah. that, and then how it like resolves into that ming, ming, like that, and, you, you know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. and uh, it, it just puts you in that kind of, you know, cut yourself, sit in the black room with the ca- dark room with the candles. I never uh, got the whole like cut yourself like aspect um, of the cure, you know. Mm, I mean, he wasn't no, being, because I, he wasn't being literal. I get it more with the opening. <laughs> it's and here's 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 an interesting thing. Yeah, is um I thought the Cure were more sincere with that than the Smiths, because the Smiths to me were very jokey. You know, yeah. eventually when I started, because all the kids would take it so seriously, like. You know, I don't want to stay. No, 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 no. Yeah. You know, like you, you, the, the. But then you realize that he's, he's kind of taking the piss. You know, yeah. He's, he's, he totally he's, is. He's joking around, he's and a that's smart what I'm ass. like. Yeah, he's um, he's like an Andy Kaufman. You know, he's 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 laughing at you. Like as and big the cure, influences. the cure were kind of like blokes. Like yeah. they weren't being that witty and right. Yeah, there's no real. I mean, some wit came and went. And- but, yeah, but they're not I a witty band like you know where really, the Smiths are taking a piss, like you said. Like, right. I mean, I don't really. I see what you're saying. I can't point to any real Cure lyrics where I'm like, "Wow, that's some fucking deep poetry." Yeah. Um, but you know, with the I give them shit about their lyrics all the time. Like, right. The older I get, the the older I get, the sillier I think the lyrics are. Is there um, is there like an era of the Cure that's like your favorite? Uh, between head on the door and pornography. Mm-hmm. Head on the door, pornography. Yeah, right in between there. Because I think that uh, they kind of found their voice, and um, you know, it. Uh, I, I I know everyone, and this is here's my little um. Uh. Not diatribe, but opinion that will rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You like rubbing people? Go on. We can do better than that. <laughs> we can do better than that. Uh, I think faith is overrated. Why? What? Why? I think faith is overrated. What? Good. It, there, what? It takes a few listens before... Um, you really get, uh, and I know the title, the the first track is, you know, the title of the podcast, mm-hmm. but there's some plotting songs on there. Mm-hmm. Other Voices goes on too long. No, that it doesn't. could be a three minute song. No, it doesn't. Yes. It's kind of boring after a while. And then it goes. Oh, and all those songs that don't repeat themselves on pornography? (laughs) That doesn't get monotonous? So I have to defend pornography (laughs) as my favorite album. Dad. In Defense of Pornography is the title. Dude, your episodes 
<laughs> your episodes have titles. Yes. Okay, because this is in defense of pornography. Okay, let's do it. Go. This this is a podcast now. There's, you know, a song like Other Voices doesn't have enough character to go on for as long as it does. The beat alone makes up for that. And I think the same thing with All Cats Are Gray. Shut the fuck up. I know it's one of your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And other, um, other voices pure dorks, is great. like lose it over that, but uh, it's it just it, it kind of plods. It's you know yeah, it does. Other voices into all cats are gray. You kind of start looking at your watch, and this is just me. This may be just I mean, me, some... and I know a lot of people listening to this. All you know, um, <laughs> all twenty of them. <laughs> Will be like, asshole. yeah, this this kid. Twenty five asshole. Yeah, this kid's an idiot, and <laughs> you know he doesn't really know what he's talking about, and they might be right, but I mean, other voices in all cats are gray. That's ten minutes of Brilliant. like pretty much the same beat, like the same tempo, not the same beat, the same tempo. You know, am I wrong? As a drummer, it's, you're it's a drummer. Pretty, it's a pretty tempo-specific album. It's, it's a tempo-specific like, album. It stays within a range. And it is the uh, the best, the thing. Xanax Codeine like dopey album as far as tempo. There's nothing up tempo. It's not as fine. What's wrong have with the, that? That's fine for what it Idiots. is. That's, hey, that's fine for what it is. Idiots, idiots like sparkly things. Sparkly things are fast great. things. Yeah, people like tempo. Oh, we need the dance beat. Like you don't. Not everything has to be fast to be interesting. But things can be. It does just because something's boring doesn't make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know. <laughs> but um, but not everything slow tempoed is. It's not a negative. No. Take a song like Sinking. Yeah. There's a, a kind of down tempo, but it's a good, like a dub uh, bass line, and it's interesting. It stays interesting. <laughs> Go on. Interesting. Um, As you were saying. <laughs> I hate that mongoloid voice. Um, and it's not back the to back. The hour does not fully endorse the voice. I was quoting Pulp Fiction. You don't have to friggin' make these uh, caveats every time I say something stupid. Um, well, what was interesting? I forget now. Nothing, actually. Nothing about faith is interesting. Um, <laughs> but, you know, sinking... But it's funny. You, you end with that yeah. on... Uh, on um, and on the door... And, uh, you know, but, but the, the other voices into All Cats Are Gray, that's just two, that's 10 minutes of for, just plodding. For just, a reason. Just uh, it's mix it up. It's purposeful. Mix, n- mixed up. It mixed it up. <laughs> mixed it and, up. And uh, don't, don't. Uh, mixed that's it a whole, up. That's a whole other. <laughs> mixed up. How I feel about mixed up is a whole different thing. No, but to go back to to go back to what you're saying, though, mm. um, and I love mixed up. By the way, uh, anyway, it's I'm not saying, a bad record. No, I fully, the Holy R fully endorses it from mixed up. But um, never enough. That mix, <laughs> remix better than the original. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Anyway, but um, but you you dumping on faith, um, but and that's but not that's, me 
But you're dumping on the giving whole. a girl named Faith a Cleveland but, Steamer. <laughs> but you're dumping on the whole uh, point of the record, like the point of the record. So you know the point of it, the record. The point of the record is it's it's moody, it's slower paced. This like Faith is my one of my favorite like get stoned headphones. Exactly, get albums. stoned. You know, like so it's basically you know. Yeah. And uh, and, shake, and it was my favorite headphone album it's the, before. It's the Shakedown Street of the Cure. Eat balls, but, um, but no, I think pornography is like, that's like my second favorite album. It goes between my second, it, it goes between uh, seventeen seconds and pornography. Like it waffles seventeen back and seven, forth. Seventeen seconds is crisper. It is more crisp. It's so precise. Yeah, it's and snappy. Um, and something I learned about, uh, it's like fresh. Celery. Something I learned about uh, the the recording of the drums on uh, Seventeen Seconds, <sighs> and I <laughs> and I think Faith a bit, uh-huh. maybe not so much Faith, but they used uh, with Seventeen Seconds. No, you don't say. They used contact oh, mics on the drums. Great. Oh, contact mics. So that's why it sounds like oh, a drum machine is okay. kind of you know. Actually, no, I was mocking you, but now I'm actually interested. I thought it yeah, was you- pads. I thought oh. it was. I thought it was uh, oh a drum God. machine. Thought it was pads. Yeah. Wow. But it's like it was like acoustic drums with contact mics. Huh. And how rad is that? That's not bad. Mm-mm. That's not Fucking bad. Dope as shit. Um. But I always liked Seventeen Seconds better than Faith. Really, Seventeen Seconds more than Faith. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just think Faith is such a downer? Like it it, it plods. I love. Um, Don't you love plotting shit? I do, but not back. Not that there's ten minutes there of like that. That that end of the first side just kind of makes me not want to flip the record over. Um, wow. I love play for today. I love the like little background, uh, like keyboard yeah. um, harmony. Um, play for today is the jam. Yeah. Uh, it's like the uh, love. Yeah. Love. A, a forest, obviously. Like when that's live and the crowd does it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's heavenly. That's fucking heaven. Then that might whoa, be whoa, that might be that's mm-hmm. and that's my play for today might be um Robert Smith's um zenith as far as uh lyrics really cuz that i mean that, those are uh you know that's that's kind of he he might have uh you know um that's as good as he's going to get as far as lyrics and and that's not to say he's a bad lyricist and you're you're kind of a lyric guy uh, I think like yeah. you really listen to lyrics and think about you actually understand what they're saying and blah, I mean blah, there's blah, there's a whatever. pantheon of lyricists and because I use words like pantheon I obviously know wow. about lyrics. I give you a compliment and you run. I'm actually but, thumbing um, through a thesaurus <laughs> yes. while we Yeah, he literally is. Yeah. But um but uh what what a question like what what are some of uh your favorite lyricists, like a little short list. Leonard Cohen. Really? That's a surprise. Kind of. Leonard Cohen, Nick Cave, Bob Dylan, Ray Davies. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Hmm. Highway sixty one. Mumbley Jones. I mean, don't even. And this is the thing. Like, don't even listen to the music because mm-hmm. it might not be your thing. 
um, just read the lyrics. Yeah. Just read the lyrics. And but a lot of people look at like his lyrics as like fucking like scatterbrained 60s. He's got, like, like, I'm just free rambling. It, it, it runs the uh, gamut. Because if you look, you know, you can go up to like... Um, and I waffle back and forth on this. And that's that's why... No. Like, I'm not shitting on you. For, don't waffle. Just enjoy the Don't dealing. waffle, Aunt Jemima. Just listen to... <laughs> Um, or don't listen to, just read the lyrics of um, John Wesley yeah. Harding, the whole album. Yeah. Just read the lyrics, and it's just, you know, John Wesley Harding or Highway 61. Yeah, it's a good record. A little bit blood on the tracks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like, like I said, tracks. yeah, that's kind of where it gets a little cheesy. Mm. But, um, like I said, Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Uh, I'd put Morrissey in there. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Ferry. Uh Morrissey, yeah, no, I said Morrissey. Right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, Leonard Cohen first. Ray Davies too, under under uh, underestimated, underrated uh, I lyricist. A, fucking uh, Ray Davies is his jam. Yeah, he's consistent, and because uh, I had like a Kinks. Uh, he can um, do dummy stuff, you know. He can, you know, or easily. he can, or he can do something like Death of a Clown, which easily. is one of the start to finish yeah. best lyrics, like. A, a song lyric wise, not only just music, but yeah, you know, I could do a whole Kinks the, podcast the, if I wanted. Yeah, but I was just like, I, I was just going through like a whole Kinks thing the other night, and like, and just how easily he could do whatever, yeah, like whatever style, whatever era, just nails it, and it's it sounds effortless. Yeah, um, and it. Like, one of one of the cures, and you can't say this about the Smiths, mm-hmm. you can't say this about uh, Bauhaus. Um, they don't really wear their influences on their sleeve. Yeah. Aside from the dubbiness of uh, Simon's bass lines, there's no real where you go, oh, this is this. Yeah. Or the- Robert Smith was yeah. listening to this when he wrote this. Uh, of all that stuff, maybe. The Cure and Susie were the most of, you know, were not directly, you know, Bauhaus, obviously, Bowie, um, you know, the way Peter Murphy sounded. Um, there's a reason they covered T-Rex and Bowie. It was yeah. to, um, to mock the people that said they sounded just like that, which, you know, is kind of uh, kind of a good move. But still, yeah. the fact remains that they weren't all too original but they also had the kind of double baseline stuff yeah. but they didn't they weren't particularly um didn't have like the kind of uh where the cure you didn't really know where they were coming from as far as uh you know what they were listening to there's very there's like very few moments in the in uh, in the history of the cure i guess where i would relate uh you know, I'm like, oh, I can hear what they were listening to. Yeah, they're to, not homage The only thing is, like, there's a slight David Bowie-esque era with, like, the top and head on the door. Because um, they got poppy. Yeah, and it, I guess it reminds me kind of like you are saying. Um, it's like an homage or a mockery, I don't know, of. Yeah, um, or a straight up bite. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it, it's so subtle. But but there's really nothing I can I can pin. Um. And and they've always been vague about it too. Like they don't. I mean, they talk about bands that they're listening to, but it's not like, 
you know, some artists where they're like, I mean, they just talk about someone, like an artist that they like, and they sound just like that person, you I know? Mean, all of those late 70s, early 80s bands that we spoke of, it's mm-hmm. Velvet Underground, it's Roxy Music, it's Bowie. Yeah. It's a little T-Rex. Um, but it's it's how how much you kind of can put your own spin on it. Because it starts with, you know, Bowie and Velvet Underground, and then, you know, and Roxy Music. Those are yeah. the kind of, you know, and, and eventually, you know, solo. But, you know, it's that's where all that stuff was born. <laughs> Hold like I gotta pick up all these names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't trip over those names I dropped. <laughs> I... I those, that's not some like wearing obscurity <laughs> on my sleeve. You know, know, these aren't, this isn't a mystery to anyone. I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know. Yeah. Least favorite. Um, Era of the Cure and least this is favorite a, record. This is a layup. I mean, I don't think. I know. I don't think I'm me. on that. Yeah, I don't think me or anyone else is going to disagree. Um, especially people who listen to this who. You know, are familiar with the uh, with the catalog, or going to disagree that it's the wheels start to come off. Um, wild mood swings. Yeah. The wheels come off in a big way. Oh, huge. The big way. Wish, I can deal with that. It's good. You know. Wish, wish is like that that moment in a like, like uh, you know, just. It's there, but it's not. It's, yeah. it's there for a second. It's a, it's a when the it's like a landslide or something. You it's, know, like you can see it start the lug nuts loosening on the wheels. Yep. And then by wild smooth wood smooth wild wood <laughs> wild wood swings wild wood swings <laughs> wild wood swings the wheels fly <laughs> off into the crowd on fire and they hit that guy in the trench hit, coat and hit a family and of his four. hairspray catches on fire and yeah and and there's just and there's it, a, it, it's it's downhill after that not even downhill yeah. it's off a cliff mm-hmm. it's there's no point in. Uh, what are you going to talk about? Wild mood swings, blood flowers, the self-titled garbage, that stupid dream thing. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's end it, you know. Just, I mean, I, I, I walk res- out with your head held high. I respect the, you know, you still have something to bring to it, but when you yeah. kind of like, and the They've whole, it. it, it killed me when, like Friday, I'm in love, hurt me. <laughs> To, to hear him say to see you eat in the middle of the night, like to this day, yeah. even just saying that, I, I had my skin crawl a little bit. It, mm-hmm. It's just, uh, uh, and to hear that when you're in like a TJ Maxx yeah. shopping for socks and you just <laughs> leave, like even though you found some socks you really like, you just throw them back yeah, and what's just, the point? I'm out. You know, I, I can't, done. yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to see you eat in the middle of the night. I don't care how much you like this chip. Yeah. Like, that's not what we're here to hear. That's not what we listen to The Cure for. And you had an ear for them, like, you knew what they were like way before that, right. when you were like fucking seven. Like, I didn't hear, I didn't really get into The Cure till I, I was like in middle school or whatever, and like, and I heard the early stuff first, and but then it was like, um, you know, like a couple years later, like Wish came out and like disintegration and stuff. Right. So I didn't have this like super long history with them, 
Um, you know, but I was like familiar with like you know weird weirder music and shit from like a young age, just not the Cure. Um, oh, you were that cool. Yeah, I was way that cool. Oh, okay, but like, do you think knowing them at that early age had an effect on hearing like Friday I'm in Love and going like this is fucking garbage? No, like, well, yes, in that I had something had to measure. To I had them. something to uh, equate it to. Yeah, like this isn't, um, you know, uh, this isn't a forest. This isn't, um, you know. Um, sinking this is garbage and it's just a blatant radio friendly grab and what yeah. makes it worse is it worked <laughs> is that assholes ate it up yeah and and you know it, people still play it on fridays you'll hear it on like hits fm on a friday yeah and I'm happy to hear it. Other like right, you don't hear Sunday morning by Velvet Underground on a Sunday, but you'll hear. But you hear, um, you know, Friday I'm on Love uh, on a Friday on on Hits <laughs> FM, and you know, uh, but I'm Sheila, who's to... coming back from her data entry job, is jamming out in her Tercel. Uh, she had a long day. She had a long what day, she and she's hear? unwinding with some Friday I'm in love because it's fucking literal and it's dopey as shit and it's appeals to dumbasses, which the earlier stuff <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Does it? Do, do you do you cringe when you hear Friday I'm in love, like in the grocery store or just out? In, you know, like you hear it still sometimes on the radio. Do you cringe or do you like? Ah, it's the fucking cure. Like, look at them. I'll doing leave it. it on for a little bit. And then, like, because I like the do 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 Like, it has its moments. That part I like. If that part's on, like, but the verses are, like, dumb. They're like, it's silly. Sleek as a sheik spinning round. Yeah, yeah. Round, round, And then, like, he does that, like, the double vocals. It's such a gorgeous sight. You know, like, such production that if they had heard what they were going to do earlier, they would have... Yeah. Gone forward in time and killed themselves. And that's 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 like the introduction of whimsy and the cure. And that's I always say that's No, wh- the introduction of whimsy is the top. But no, I'm not saying that's the introduction, but the introduction of whimsy and the cure led to Friday I'm in love. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and that's and that's that whole strain of the cure where they lose me a bit where I just like I I, I, I just don't like it. I don't I I don't like it. No, and there's not much because like. it leads to things like. And Friday this is what I want to hear. It's a fine song. It's better than most songs he will, still, but it's dumb. Right, and you know, although I probably won't be a guest again, I've I've burned my bridges and pissed on the ashes. <laughs> I want to hear anyone def- defend those albums. I want to hear people's defense of Wild Mood Swings On. Can you defend Blood Flower? This is like debate club in high school. Where they give you like, you know, defend Blood Flower. I wish we could phone in Gavin right now because he he's would, the only man that would I would defend these records. Well, there are some of these, you know, just <laughs> blind followers. Gavin, feel free to uh, yeah. edit in Because your Gavin's response. not here. Gavin, you are a lemming. <laughs> Don't say and that. And you will listen to anything <laughs> that, the cure does. that The Cure does. And that's admirable in that. It's not. He's the ultimate fan. Yeah. And, and there's something to said to be a fan because, you know, fan is short for fanatic and fanatics are, you know, devoid of reason. Oh, shit. So oh, shit. if you're devoid of reason, you won't realize that, that Blood so... Flowers is garbage. 
There's other things you could be listening to. <laughs> just lots of other things you could be listening to. So, you know, just give that a thought next time you're, you know, cuddling up to, uh, you know, uh, what you call them. Um, record. You know, uh, watch me fall or uh, coming up or, you know, coming one of those. Up, coming up. Yeah. Oh, no, that was dressing up. Uh, but um, the loudest sound. <laughs> can you know? But their later we stuff. We can do better. But their later stuff just never. I don't know. Like, let's make the cure great again. Yeah. How would one do that? Um. Stopping. <laughs> and I'm going to see them this summer. At uh, Merriweather. No, I don't get tickets at the door. It's not going to sell out. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, my friend's going. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, drink on the lawn and critique. And just, yeah. yeah because I, I saw them. I worked at Merriweather. Oh, I, at we were a, at the same show. Yeah, at a uh, concession stand. Uh, 2000 something. Mogwai opened. Mm-hmm. They were dope. They were really good, and uh, you, you know, like, kind of set up. And and the Cure were exactly like um, the last time I saw Metallica. It was like dudes going to work. <laughs> it was clock punching. It was punching. Do it. this song we've done eight million times and put absolutely no effort or feeling into it. And, and that it's is how. Just and this is a how, reflex. And this is how they have maintained like a successful money making band f- since 1978, 76, 77. Well, they've created an industry. You know? There's Cure Incorporated, yeah. and you know. Gavin is a main sh- uh, shareholder in the Cure Incorporated, <laughs> so he'll be there, you know, paying a lot to get to get a good seat. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's like... nothing wrong with that. No, I respect that. I respect the super fans. Um, in that, uh, that kind of delusion is something I wish I could, uh, uh achieve. <laughs> Because it's like, you know, religious ecstasy where you can delude yourself to the point where you believe in something that's so unbelievable. Like blood flowers. Blood flowers is basically Scientology. Yeah. If you believe in Xenu and, you know, uh, nuclear bombs in the volcano, you Mm -hmm. believe in blood flowers. This is not where we came. If you can, if you can, no, no, that's where the dead alien souls that attach ourselves oh, to right, our right, body. Right, right, right. Um, but if you can, if you can <laughs> resign yourself to to blood flowers, you are a candidate for Scientology. It's a really not a good record. I I, I stopped listening to all their new records, right? Like because I felt like it would ruin what I have with the band. Yeah, Jenna Elfman loves blood flowers. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm I'm uh, crashing this ship. To the fucking shores, because it's over. Signing off with, uh, thank you, Chris, uh-huh. for uh, rambling around the cure. But um, I hope we could do this again, because it was fun. Yeah. It's fun to bullshit and record it. I like hearing the sound of my own voice in headphones. You love it. Uh, it makes me, um, makes me feel important, mm-hmm. like I matter.
Like I have a voice, literally and, you, and figuratively. And you need that in your life. I need that in my life. So maybe I'll just come down in the basement and listen to myself talk um, through the headphones. Well, I'm not going to. Um, Anymore. Listen, listen to you. To me. <laughs> so, oh. so thank you guys for listening. Um, <sighs> and thank you, Chris, very much for doing this. No it was really fun. Yeah. And I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm going to sign off with a yeah. talk hard. Yeah. And a party on, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this would be the appropriate time to go party on, Donald. No, I'm not going to say that at all. Or you can say talk hard. Or I could beatbox. Well, there you go, kids. The Holy Hour officially has its own Waldorf and Statler now. The two old guys from The Muppet Show just sitting up in the balcony talking endless shit. <laughs> you know how we can make the cure great again? Yeah, by stopping. So you're going to go see them in a couple months? You bet I am. <laughs> well, as much as I'd love to do another hour-long rebuttal, um, we probably don't need to go into all that right now. But I love that as an idea for an upcoming episode, Defending the Later Years. So, um, thanks for the idea, Chris. What do you think, listeners? Do you agree with him? Should the cure have stopped before wild mood swings? Let us know your feelings. Comment or rant on the Facebook page or in the review section of iTunes. So, if you'd like to contribute your thoughts on that or any cure-related topic... Drop me a line at gavinconnor at gmail.com. We can figure out the details from there. Or if you just know what you got to do and you want to record yourself talking cureness, do it on your phone or whatever. Send it. Email it to me. We'll get it into the show somehow. Um, but all defensiveness aside, I do want to thank Chris and Donald for putting together this episode. There's a lot of really good points in there and laughs. And uh, always fun to hear how slightly or drastically skewed everyone's perspectives on The Cure can be. It's almost crazy that we're technically all talking about the same band. I guess that's the reward for lasting almost 40 years. So, um, Thanks for listening. Go subscribe on iTunes, and we'll catch you soon. Talk hard. <laughs>